Vinny, Vinny, Amari. We came, we saw, we loved. Welcome to the Partnership Vision Podcast. Where we discuss how to have a relationship full of unity, trust, fun, and fulfillment. We'll be sharing the rewards of preparing yourself for your best partner and being your best for them. So we want to start this show by explaining a very important concept to both this podcast and something we've learned to walk in our lives. Brandy and I, we call it visionary love. And Brandy's going to walk you through right now, give you a description of what visionary love is. So the way we see it, visionary love is expressing the fact that you don't just let love happen. You put a conscious effort into defining and fleshing out what it should look like on a day-to-day basis. It's not settling for Mr. or Mrs. right now. That seemingly completes you. It's holding up standards and moral sets that line up with your core values that lead to your Mr. or Mrs. right. It's acting on purposeful love, having your destiny in mind, and how it meshes together with your ideal partner. Visionary love is also having faith that your perfect partner is not only indeed out there, but you will also find them. It is truly knowing yourself and what you're made for and pursuing that so that you can really understand who is meant for you when you find them. And I want to definitely throw in there the importance that, you know, a huge, a huge thing that, uh, that um, in our culture is, uh, it's just so prevalent in our mindset that it's like, well, nobody's perfect, you know, so you got to learn to deal with people where they're at and you got to, you know, be honest about your stuff and they should be honest about their stuff. And this, you know, we have this appreciation for people being real with each other and, and not having too high expectations on ourselves and others. And that's good. But I think what gets missed is the fact that there is a best, you know, there is, you know, like, Beyond the human element, there's the God element. There is the fact that there is someone that you were made for on this planet. You were created with a purpose in this world. You were created with a destiny. Nobody is here by accident. Nobody is without a purpose. And just like you have a purpose for being here and a destiny, there is something for you to discover and to find. There is also another person who is meant to be your partner, who's going to be a part of this vision that is already there is already written in your life it's written on your heart and it's there for you and it's also important to get the right definition of perfect because when people say perfect you know you go straight to the definition that they're without flaws well in this case no that's not that's not what we're saying perfect in the the sense of being the best for each other, not necessarily without flaws, because there there are going to be things that annoy you <laughs> about your significant other, but you learn to love them for it anyway. But perfect being the perfect one for you, not being a perfect person. And I think that's a lot, I don't know, a lot of points on that that people really miss because they, they just kind of side push it to the side, thinking that, yeah, well, there's nobody perfect out there, so I don't even know what you're talking about. Why are you even wasting my time? But just don't get mixed up on that. Right, because for uh, Brandy and I, um, we all the time will say to each other, like, you 
are perfect. And what we mean by that isn't, I'm perfect, you're perfect, this is all, everything is perfect. What we mean is like, out of anybody else in the world, you are the one I choose. You are the right match. You are the one that I really do believe was destined for me. And I'm validating that fact that when I look at you, I am seeing my perfect match. I am seeing my soulmate. And that's that's something, you know, that I think I think we get jaded in our culture. We have so many broken relationships. We have so many things that go wrong. We tend to settle and we tend to think, well, I just have to find somebody I can deal with and, you know, someone that can deal with me. And that's kind of like become our ideal. And especially when you've had a lot of discouragement and you've had a lot of broken relationships, which Brandy and I can both totally relate to. We understand. We've been there as well, have felt immense amounts of heartbreak and betrayal and all kinds of terrible things. Yet at the end of the day, what we realized was that we just needed to find the right one all along. And even though we had to go through all these things, it, it's still redeemed because yeah, we went through all this heartache, all this betrayal, um, just really cutting both of us to the core in our own situations. But the whole saying that, you know, what or cliche, whatever you want to call it, um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger is actually very true because we, we learned through that. It wasn't just, we got beat over the head and our heart ripped out and, you know, ran over a dozen times and cut up some more. No, we learned different key concepts of, you know what, even just what a relationship isn't supposed to look like. So if you know what it isn't supposed to look like, you can, you can still work from there and you know what, you want out of the relationship because you've experienced what you don't want and you know how to work through different issues because you've been there. Very true. You know, there's, there's definitely something to be said for learning, you know, like even say career wise, say what you want to do with your life with work. You know, there's something, there's something to be said for finding out, trying a path out, trying something out and realizing, you know what? No, this is not for me. And that informs your future decisions. You know, if you're if you're being honest, you're being realistic about that thing. It's not just like you got turned off by one little thing or you weren't willing to deal with something that's universal, like you always have to be willing to put in an effort, you know, and stuff like that. But if you are really realistically finding, no, this did not work for me, you find things out about yourself, about what is, you know, really just not your design, what's not good for you. We've definitely learned from those things in these other relationships, and it has been turned around for us actually to learn instead of to be all distrustful and have all these issues, we've actually learned to turn it around. And you know what? I am so grateful for how, unlike this stuff before, you are like this. We don't even have to say the unlike, but in our mind, we're thinking... Wow, you are so considerate. Wow, mm. you are so in tune with my emotions. You know, like those are the things that... Gratitude. Yes, it, they become a great aid for living in gratitude. And gratitude is so important. You've got to be grateful for the good things in your life because that's the secret sauce to being able to really be happy, make other people happy, and become creative. Like gratitude is the gateway to creativity. Because it doesn't matter how big or how small something is it goes a long way with that person when you know it means a lot to them and you're taking care of their heart. Absolutely. So going from that into our recent adventure, so we have, for all of those who know us who are back in Texas and those who know us now here in Ohio, 
Those are old friends, family, and new acquaintances and church family. We want to share with all of you our adventure. And for those that are new listeners I've never heard before, we are originally from two different places. I came from Ohio, which is now where we are currently residing, is our big mission, our big adventure. But Brandy has always lived in Texas. Hey, y'all. And that's where I met her. But we leaving Texas and coming here to Ohio was a huge adventure because it's something that, you know, we've never done. And we, we just got married in April and, you know, right at the end of April, April 24th and 23rd. Oh, dang, I'm still doing that. Oh, my God. So it begins. Oh, <laughs> man. I was doing that all the time when we were there, too, before the wedding. So there's a g- funny story to, for to, you. To give him credit. So there, there is a reason why he would say the 24th, because originally we did plan for the 24th, but our pastor was originally going to be traveling on that day. So it became the 23rd. So it's not a complete oops, but... I got your number. It's, it's a throwback. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it, it's a, it's definitely a throwback. It's in a, a good huge way. throwback. And and here you're going to get some insight into things that probably just not even everybody else has known about us because we're just going to be sharing this stuff and it's going to be coming out. And you know we're going to be raw. We're going to be real with yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. There's not going to be any fakeness here. We we're yeah. going to bring you the truth. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. This is going to be an edited podcast. I have done so much in this kind of space myself. I have three years of podcasting experience. I am a thorough editor. I love to take it and make a you know really great finished product. But anything that I think is insightful into who we are and what we're like, anything that's maybe a little humbling, mm. anything that maybe if, is funny, it's going to be on this show. We're going to share it and we're not going to be ashamed of the things that are just us. And then just that's who we are. And and you know we'll we'll show our gaps, we'll show our guffaws, and we'll show the things that that uh, you know maybe at the time we cringed, mm-hmm. but we're gonna we're gonna share it because we want you to be a part of the journey, and we want you to be able to reap the rewards from what we have learned. We, we want you to be able to relate, and even us relate to you, and on all sorts of levels. Absolutely. So we hope to definitely form a very active connection with our listeners. So everybody that listens, everybody that joins with our social media, thank you so much, and we really hope to hear from you, you know, DM us. We're going to give you the information. It'll be in our description, but it's also going to be on the outro for the different social media platforms. But please feel free to DM us. Feel free to direct message, comment on our posts. Ask questions. Ask questions. We got an email as well that we'll share, but we definitely want to keep up uh, just a discussion and, and just stay personable. Yeah, we want to and we want to we want to interact with y'all. You know, that's something we don't want to change. Even if we get really, really big, we still want to keep that aspect and keep that element in there and just try to stay in touch with everyone. And a big, big function of this podcast is to stay in touch with the people who we have met and that we love and who have supported us, as well as just to share our hearts with others and help others with things that really have made a big difference in our lives. Be able to set them free and not have to reinvent the wheel where they shouldn't have to. Exactly. We have a pretty unique story, which over the course of time, we're going to be sharing, we're going to be getting into the details and some of the painful lessons we've learned, even as we have come here to Ohio. And some of the things that just like we were just blessed that it worked out and it turned out that way. And we can now, you know, kind of reverse engineer it and say, hey, you know what, this is a good, really good way. This is a really good way to have things happen. And just share that, you know. It's, and we've gone through so much change in such a quick time span that it just, it was, you know, just get up and go from the start. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So some of the some of the stories of our adventure out here you know, is, you know, a lot of it we haven't gotten to share much with anybody, especially back home in Texas. But also for you new listeners, um, we had we had a we had quite a journey getting up here. We actually came with uh, my parents. They actually drove up with us from Texas and we had Loki, which is our Blackmouth Kerr. Blackmouth Kerr, who I, I inherited as my mm. as my fur son. <laughs> I, I had him about five years prior, but Sean got to meet him when he was still still a pup, still, you know, under nine months. And Loki's loved him ever since and won him over. Yes. He he <laughs> he did. And I was I was going through a time where I was like, eh, because I ran into all these dogs that were misbehaved and were like, you know, meing in the neighborhood and like barking loudly all the time over just you getting like within a hundred feet of their fence. <laughs> and it was just always loud and aggressive and all that kind of stuff. But then I meet, you know, Loki and he's just like so well behaved and just, it's like he was going to make sure that I liked him, but mm-hmm. not even in an annoying way, just as I've endearing in a very endearing way. So I was finally just like, all right, fine. I have to admit, I like you. He's very smart and he talks with his eyes. Yes. Very, very vocal with his eyes, with his body language. You know what he's saying. You know what he's doing. And he's just lacking the vocal cords for it. Yes. We have some pretty awesome stories. Like when I, when I, after a long time of him not seeing me, when I came back onto the scene, I, I was wondering, you know, is he even going to remember me? I mean, it's been like two years, you know, it's gonna, it's been a long time. And, uh, you know, is he, is he even going to care? Like, ah, you know, it's you again. He was so just joyful, like ecstatic. And that's before he even saw him as well, because I, I wanted to make sure I saw his initial reaction when Sean came into the room. And he happened to hear Sean's voice and he was already going crazy at the gate that blocked him off from the kitchen. Yeah, and he was he was just jumping up and licking my face and he never he never agreed to people like that back then. That wasn't like his thing, mm-hmm. but he, he just, knew better than to jump. Yeah, but with me, he was like all training and everything else, be darned. Like he is jumping up on me, licking my face, and he's just so happy. He wouldn't leave my side for five seconds. He was keeping his eyes on me the entire time. Every time I was in the kitchen, he was looking at the other side, giving the puppy face and whining, talking, talking very using vocally. his vowels. Oh yes, he is. He's a very, very talkative pupper. Yes, you know, that's what you'll definitely find out. Yeah, you <laughs> just watch him make something in the background here. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably not because we mentioned him, and and you know he's, he he doesn't like to get on camera, so I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't like to get on microphone either. We'll find out. Yeah, he knows what a cell phone is. He sees me pull that out, and he's like, "I'm gonna stop whatever cute thing I'm doing, and you, you're just gonna get the back of my face or a blur. <laughs> you just forget it." <laughs> But yeah, every time Sean just left the room to where even like just where he was out of sight for maybe five minutes and he comes back, it might as well have been five years because he got the same greeting he got when he first got there. Yeah, like literally every single time. And it's just it that just won my won me over even more. Like he already had won me over before, but after that I was like, Oh my god, this dog totally loves me. Okay. I love you too, buddy. <laughs> So we had him with us, and this was his first really big trip across mm-hmm. the country, and he did so good. He did really good, because, I mean, he's used to, you know, an hour and a half, maybe two hours going somewhere every so often, but a, basically, what, a 16, little, little like around 16 to 20 hour road trip 
Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, granted, we broke it into two different nights, but still, he um, he he was probably the most excited in the bunch. Yeah, he was he was so happy. He really <laughs> enjoyed it. And the funny thing is, before we even left, he knew that we were going somewhere and he was going to be going to. And a lot of times, like we had been going back and forth between Huntsville and Katy, where my parents lived, and we're closer to our church there. And uh, which is Sweetwater Church, by the way, <laughs> Sweetwater <laughs> Church in Sugarland, in Sugarland, Texas. That's right. And we'll have links and we'll share stuff up with with them too. Love y'all, everybody that hears us from Sweetwater Church. Yeah, we miss you guys. Um, but anyway, we would go back and forth between those two locations, and he would get left with Brandy's parents for the most part, and then with her brother for a little while too, and. Uh, Randy and Nikki, by the way, love you guys. <laughs> um, we would, you know, have to deal with his whole baby face. Like, oh, you're going to leave yes. me again. The whole SVCA commercial right there on the face. He was, he would just lay it on thick. I'm going to be like, dude, we're coming back. We'd take you with us if we could. Like, there's just nowhere to have you in that rental home. It's just it's too small. We'd, we'd bring you if we could. And another thing from the past, like his his sign that he's going somewhere is I would put his harness on because I'd always anchor him with a seatbelt. And he didn't have his harness on, but yet he was charged, supercharged and excited that because he already knew we were going somewhere somehow. Right. And that's, and that's that was the crazy thing is all those times before it was the sad puppy. But even though it was like a week off before we were leaving for Ohio, he just knew because he was excited and he was happy. And there was none of that. Oh, man, you guys are leaving me again. It was totally like we're all going somewhere like mm. he just knew it somehow. There was no other factors to tip him off either. Yeah, he's just he is so smart and so intuitive. So it was cool to bring him with us and have him on the trip. And he he did so well the entire time. Like he got he got past passing grades with flying colors from my parents. They were mm. just amazed at how good he was as a as a travel buddy, travel companion the whole way. Just and they claim him as his as their grand dog, so I'm I'm touched. <laughs> he did he did awesome, and he loved the the uh, just the different smells of the hotels, and mm -hmm. he was friendly to people. And he made all kinds of new friends. Yeah, he, so that that was awesome taking him on the trip. <laughs> and our dad learned that he's not supposed to have table scraps in one of the hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, we didn't get to ever tell him that detail. He never really had a lot of time with Loki before that. So we end up on, you know, our final hotel destination here in Ohio. And we were actually trying to do a Facebook live video with mm -hmm. my mom. And so he he's trying to, you know, keep Loki quiet because Loki's in a new place. So different noises are going to set him off, obviously, because he's trying to, you know, hold down the fort. So daddy is trying to, you know, keep him quiet. And he finds a couple of different ways to do so, but it only lasts for a second. And then he's like, oh, I could give him pizza. You know, so he scrapes off all the toppings, just kind of gives him bread and, and maybe a little, little bit of cheese or something. And I'm just like, I'm trying to keep composure on the Facebook Live. I'm like, he's not supposed to have that. He has food allergies. I mean, with but with bread, breading, he's usually okay, but it's other stuff. But... Loki knows that he doesn't get table scraps for that <laughs> for a minute. Oh, maybe not for that reason, but he doesn't get that for that reason. But Loki knows better. But Loki somehow knew that he didn't know this. And so he's working it, doing the eyes, and just, just really trying to win him over, saying, please. And then he's like, oh, I get another piece. And then like he's quiet for a second. 
and then he starts barking, and then uh, Dad's like, oh, here's another piece of num, num, num. Okay. He, he was he was going to the window, barking more on purpose because he knew, like, up, oh, see, I'm barking again. You got to give me more pizza to keep me quiet. <laughs> I need my bribe, man. I need my bribe. Yeah, it was. So uh, it, it was. It was funny. It, it really was really was. hilarious. And now it's an ongoing joke. It's like we have like we're like hashtag pizza pizza <laughs> <laughs> or hashtag pizza papa. No more pizza for you, boy. <laughs> 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 so that's yeah so we got some great stories with him it's been it's, it's been a, it's been a trip man taking him and he just loves ohio he really does like he he loves the wind here like there's just mm. not a lot of wind in, around the houston area of texas like or even up, up north well farther north where i was too yeah yeah like that whole the whole southeastern corner of texas just does not get hardly any wind you know and then whenever you do it's like almost like the hot breath of an animal yeah <laughs> it's not it doesn't help suffocating yeah it's just so close to the gulf but um here we get we get some wind up here in ohio so you know we get really nice breezes during the day in the summer which is something that does not happen down there or where, where we were yeah, the weather up here is a marvel <laughs> for for a Texan, seriously. Yeah, like every day we've been like, anytime anybody's like, man, it's hot. We're like, it's so nice you here. Have no idea. <laughs> That's been a constant the entire time. But uh, he just loves the wind. Like, like the whole, you know, let the wind go through my hair and my convertible kind of thing is what he does. It's a Pocahontas moment every single <laughs> Can day. Can you paint with all the colors of the wind? Yeah. Like, I just hear the music every time, man. <laughs> he will stick his head straight up. I don't even know how his his, his spine it allows for it, but sticks his, his nose straight up in the air and just he's smiling, gaping his mouth open, just kind of looking around and... You couldn't find a happier pup, honestly. Yeah, and that's that's a huge thing too. It's just his smiling. He's been so happy to be on an adventure and to come up here. Like, definitely has done me proud. Like this, this is an adventure pup right here. I I, I love this guy. <laughs> so that's 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 been our experience with with Loki and uh, the other surprising a thing. A new addition. <laughs> the other new addition. We came up here with a dog, and we came up here with a kitten, a seven week old kitten that has never you know has never been well she she traveled just fine her name is luca and uh, we're learning that that's both a cute thing and a uh-oh kind of thing because loki and luca are kind of close as you can tell and loki's like oh yeah, he like, mistakes because <laughs> he's like, very responsive he's, he's a very, super yeah. well-trained dog so when he hears his name he's like what what's going on and so Luca has, you know, she was, she only knew like the outside yard or whatever, my parents' house. So one, she's never been in a car. She's never been in a crate and obviously has not been in either of those for the amount of time to get to Ohio and has never, just hasn't had anything else other than just her mom and her litter mates. So, and I've never had an indoor cat. He hasn't had an indoor cat. So the the cat life is like a whole new learning curve because I'm, I'm used to dogs and it's like you can't treat a cat like a dog. They don't get it. They, you can't just say no. They will like be like, so what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, what? A whole new meaning to not taking no for an answer. They don't take no for a word. <laughs> it doesn't exist in their vocabulary. But she traveled like a champ, though. I mean, she, there was no no complaints about her travel. She was fine. 
Yeah, she was she was great. And also she didn't cause any allergy problems for my dad, which is great cuz he's, you know, he's got uh really bad cat allergies, but he had no allergy issues the entire trip. So that was a definite blessing. Like she is something else. Like she <laughs> man, I'm telling you. <laughs> she has different modes that we've um named. So she has danger kitty mode. Yeah, which I aptly named like, oh crap, she's in she's in danger kitty mode. You watch the pupils of her eyes. If there's like a little bitty thread of blue iris around it, be afraid, be very afraid. Yes. And danger kitty mode is is basically the majority of the time you you play with her, you play with her, and she's just she endless energy. I was like, can you just give me like a quarter of that, and we'll be great. But there's cuddle kitty mode. You have to catch her after a nap. And other than that, it's it's very very rare. Or she or she just worn out, or she just missed having company sometimes. Mm-hmm. But that's a fifty fifty because sometimes she's just even more danger kitty because she's just like, I have so much energy and I haven't had any attention, and now I'm going to take it out on your feet. <laughs> yes, I, like since we've been here since June eleventh, I have not had you know, clear skin on my ankles, feet, or calves. There, I've been covered in scratches. It's getting better. <laughs> but, oh my goodness. Yes, because her, her love language is very rough. She, yeah. She likes to be treated roughly. She does not like gentleness and all that. She likes it. When you, when you basically pin her down... <laughs> and are like she this just happened the other day Brandy just pinned her down with her body and she's sitting there purring and is all happy about it and it's like oh my goodness like she's just she's a little ruffian it's like I, and i wasn't putting that much pressure down i was just just enough to be like hey i'm right here and you're not gonna scratch me to death and she's like Brrr. i'm like really yeah she she <laughs> really? she's something and it's she, like she looks cute and cuddly but no, don't be fooled. She doesn't understand the concept of skin. That skin bleeds. <laughs> skin hurts. Skin rips very easily when you jump up on somebody and then just let slide all the way down their leg. I mean, she means it totally playfully and to- and, and lovingly. Now, there are sometimes I think she's being a little vindictive or she's oh, like yeah. she's practicing on you like you're a prey and she's the predator. Which there, is a cat thing. But there, there are those moments, but a lot of times, like she's even trying to be sweet, and she's she's all purring, and it's like, ah, you little chainsaw, cut it out, get <laughs> off my foot, <laughs> little piranha. <laughs> yeah, goodness. So it's it's a it's an interesting learning curve, and it was really interesting trying to get her and Loki to interact because at first, like he has no experience at all either with house cats, obviously. And he's a very large dog, so if you don't know what a black mouth cur is, um, it's basically lab family. So think lab, but. Um, the people that have seen him think that maybe he was mixed with Great Dane. So, I mean, he's really tall. He's about 83 pounds. So he's a big boy, but very, very fun and loving and gentle. And he knows when to be gentle for the most part. But at the same time, he had to kind of learn Luca's darting habits. Yeah. And at first he was, uh, just not interested in her at all. He was just he was like, jealous. He was jealous for sure. Like he just would not even look at her. He would look away. We'd be like, Loki, look over here. It's Luca. Look at the kitten. And he'd look away, move his head. I don't want to. I want no part of this. He actually would walk away a couple times. (laughs) And and he never wants to walk away. He always wants to be in the center of everything that's going on, wants to be cuddled, wants to be touched, wants to be a part, wants to see everything that's going on. So curious. But we're holding her. And he's like, I'm going to go over here. (laughs) 
I'm going to go pelt. And sometimes he'll grumble. And I'm like, dude, we've given you so much attention. We're just trying to, you know, introduce you right now. He's like, nope, not having it. Not about that life. Nope. So it, it was, that's that's where he started. But now we've got them to a point where, you know, and it, it, it's been through gradual stages of their introducing each other and getting, getting to where they're not scared of each other, where, well, Luca's not scared of him. And, and basically creating a little barrier to where there's like, just, just a kind of like a, a, almost like kind of like a, a wire crate kind of siding in between both of them to where they're both on the floor, but Luca can have that security is like, okay, well he can't come any farther than that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it, it worked. It's worked great. Cause now when we have them in the, uh, in the room with us, there's and you know we always have them in the room together she she stays in our room uh they they get along just fine they'll sniff each other they'll kind of give each other a little you know a little greeting like oh hey how's it going you know it's it's not it's not any of those you know precious moments things yet they, have, you know? they haven't cuddled yet i'm kind of holding out for that honestly <laughs> but they they totally get along and like each other from what i can see their behavior is is even more than just tolerance so that's that's been a great, you know, advancement to see that. And it's been really, really nice to know. It's like, okay, a kitten that ha- didn't get like all kinds of like, you know, getting used to a puppy, like didn't she didn't get raised with a puppy or raised with dogs or whatever. You know, she yes, she's had Loki around, but we've been traveling and in those younger, even younger years of our kitten life, she did not have any exposure to dogs really. So she didn't really have a lot of dog experience and Loki didn't have a lot of cat experience. So it's not like they were just raised side by side, yet they've still been able to overcome their differences and learn to enjoy each other. And like, and she'll be laying on the bed and Loki will walk past her, start looking out the window and we'll start like playfully pawing at his tail. And he's, he just, he just t- tunes her out or he'll turn around and be like, really, are you really doing this right now? <laughs> they are a lot of fun. They're a trip, the two of them. So that's been some of the interesting things of these two pets and their personalities and things we've been learning from them. Uh, other things that we don't want to share is like the time that we've had really just, uh, you know, cause this, this, this whole mission for us to come here to Ohio and, and we call it that we call it a mission because it's not, it, this wasn't just like, okay, we need to start our life somewhere. So let's go to Ohio. There's a lot of backstory to why we came here and that that's going to be many layers that we're going to be sharing over the over the course of this podcast. We'll probably have an episode where we do just talk specifically about the details of why we why Ohio and and that this is really a god thing, you know, that he led us here and and I say that and it's not like from assumptions, it's not from a well, we th- kind of think, kind of sort of feel like god's in this we're like, there is no lack of confidence. Like we're as sure as if it was written in fire on the sky. Yeah. It, by not coming here would be just disobedience, honestly. Yeah. So it's, it's been a total God thing, but in this time that we've been here, we've definitely been learning even more really to hear God's voice and to obey him and find ourselves, you know, it's not always all about obedience. It's also, it's just about the relationship itself. It's about getting to know God as a person. And that's been, uh, we've done that especially through what we got introduced to our, from, from our pastor. It's a, it's a kind of basically a, a sort of a prayer method and kind of a journaling method. And it's, it's a method of learning to, to basically practice, you know, hearing the voice of God and, and interacting with God. And it's called two-way journaling. 
So we've been getting a lot of really interesting experiences that have been available to us as we've been doing this two-way journaling and just taking this time. We we write our letter, you know, where we just kind of give it to God, say like, hey, here's, you know, what I've been thinking about lately. And it's not all about requests. It's not all about, you know, here's all my problems, all my troubles. Though we've had some some challenges and we've had some tough stuff lately. So some of the things have been more about like, well, Lord, here's the complaint of my heart. Here's what's been bothering me lately. But there's it's also just been, you know, like, hey, you know, so this is this is what's been going on. God, you know, here's what I've been thinking about this and here's how I feel. And, you know, just and uh, just sharing, sharing the stuff that that we do feel, sharing our gratitude. Mm-hmm. Gratitude's um, a big part of it. Very big part of it. And and just, you know, kind of being conversational, like ri- writing a letter to God, like you'd write a letter to your friend, you know, dropping the religious kind of re- language and terminology. Just and, be real. Yeah, just be real. Like, write to God like he's your pen pal. Write to God like he's like he's a friend that you, you want to get to know better or a relative you want to get to know better. And after we do our part and write out our letter, we just basically put in a question afterwards. You know, it's usually something like, what do you want to say to me today, God? Or what, what, what is, what's on your heart, Jesus? You know, put something like that today. And what you do from that point is you actually just start to visualize. You just use, use your imagination. You envision Jesus, what he looks like with his, you know, maybe with his robe, his his sandals, you know, his, you, you, and you zoom and you see his face at, at the standard, you know, the generic form is that you're on a beach with Jesus and you just kind of visualize him and visualize his face and what he looks like. And he's there and you just kind of, you, you just sort of trust the process and let your imagination go, let God lead your imagination and begin to just let your mind open up to what you begin to see and how what what the meditation leads you into how Jesus begins to show himself to you and you'll start to get words you'll start to get you know things coming to you like you can ask a question in your heart you know at that time and in your mind like okay you know what what do you, what's what's important to you right now Jesus you know what 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 are we doing here on this beach you know where where do you want to go and he may because he he speaks to Sean and I differently so for him, he actually gets more of a visual and words, and I get more so words. And that's basically transformed a little bit over time. Because originally, I just I, it was more of a just a voice. I could hear his voice, but he's been I don't know what's what would be the lack of better word, like kind of like a mind meld, yeah, <laughs> Vulcan mind meld, <laughs> um, where it feels more of like a thought, but I know it's not my thought. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, and and I can definitely relate to that because I've been spoken to a lot like that in the past, where it was just like just learning to discern the difference between your own thoughts and divinely inspired thoughts like that. Obviously, I would not have thought of that, so it's got to be God, and that's you know very prevalent in how the Lord speaks. He speaks a lot of times through our own thoughts. You know, a lot of times we mistake things that we we think. And we just think that it's us, you know, and the reality is, is that it was actually God that was sharing that with you. And it was actually something because he often speaks in what sounds like our own internal voice and learning to differentiate between just your own thoughts and the thoughts that come from God is like a huge part in learning to hear the voice of God. But our two-way journaling has definitely been very, very helpful, very beneficial because we've 
gotten so much peace over things that were honestly just like really terrifying at the time or really traumatic or painful. You know, we've gone through periods of time here where, you know, we felt very disconnected from each other, from God, from family, from everything. And this discipline has really helped us because in in the midst of that, when we would go into the two-way journaling, we would get a word of clarity and reassurance and we'd get focused and set back on the right track to understand that we don't need to worry about what's going on and just direction for a lot of things. We get some outright direction, you know, not even just encouraging words, but directional words of this is what you need to do and this is going to fix this situation or this is what you need to be focusing on at the time. But we've also seen some really interesting personality quirks of God too from this. Very humorous. He he, he likes surprises. I, I'll ask him something. He's like, You'll find out. I'll show you in, in my timing, or you know, but more so, like you'll you'll find out. Just just wait. And I'm like, okay, all right, be that way. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that he really likes to do too is he will because we do it. We always do it together. You know, we're we're of course being engaged individually on our own, but then we share what we get, and like almost inevitably. Like a lot of the time, like at least half the time, he'll give us some instruction in the end that relates to each other. And he'll give us something very pointed, like he'll have almost like sometimes it's like one of us starts on something and then he's finishing it through through the other person and what the other person's getting. And like he'll actually like say something like to me where it's like, all right, ask now, now hear what your what, what I told your wife, it's going to confirm the things I just told you. And so I'm like, all right, well, uh, what, what did you get during two way journaling? And I'll hear this stuff and I'll be like, oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Well, here, here's what I got. Mm-hmm. I'm filling in all the dots and spaces. <laughs> yeah. Like the truth is God actually really loves relationships. He really loves marriage. Like it's a huge deal to him. Like he rejoices over it. You know, it's something that we realized you know, I don't, maybe we kind of understood it. Or, well, I wouldn't say we understood it at all. I mean, you know, maybe we just kind of, maybe we had some impression that marriage is a big deal and it must matter to God because he created it and all that kind of stuff. But the way he brought us together, which again, I'm hinting at what this podcast is going to be continuing on. We're mm-hmm. going to be saying more and more as episodes come, but the way he brought us together just proved that it's like, this is a huge part of your destiny how you fit in together. This is for both of you. And like, I'm excited. I'm rejoicing. Like we got all of this stuff that just showed us that it's like God was celebrating Brandy and I coming together. And that's been a fun thing with our two way journaling is we've been getting to see that too, how he will share things about us in our life. And, you know, he will say things for us individually, but then he'll, he oh he he keeps on he 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 loves playing the matchmaker. It's not just like all right, I got you together in the first place. Now I'm gonna be like jealous and and want your attention and you know want to want to like we're gonna be vying for you you know against your partner. He's actually like constantly pushing us back together again. Like hey, how about you two go do this or whatever? You know that's that's like the kind of thing we've we've found with God as we continue to seek Him as we continue to put Him at the center of our relationship. Like we realize that God brought us together in the first place and he's what holds us together better than anything else because we're both human. We have our limitations. 
we have things that are going to, you know, eventually we're going to, we have our breaking point, you know, we have to tap out eventually, but God's unlimited and God has his, his love is without end, you know, is, is unconditional. And that's the only way for us to have unconditional love is to tap into unconditional love. And that's God. God is love. You know, that's what it says in first John. So we know that we have that security in our relationship because God is the source and he's the anchor and it's always in love. So that's been a huge part of this uh, whole time in Ohio has been our two-way journaling and getting to know God. Um, among the things that we've learned, a lot of the topics we've explored while we were here, because we have, we have learned a lot of things. A lot. Sure, we got here June 11th, but we're on an accelerated path by far. Yes, Absolutely. So a lot of it, you know, and some of it's come with some very painful efforts and growth. Some of it came, you know, just kind of suddenly and just like, oh, wow, you know, oh, okay. Some of it was, you know, just repetition, just building on it and, and eventually getting there. But a lot of different topics from what we've explored, like a lot of it's really swirled around couple dynamics mm-hmm. and understanding how to be a couple, understanding how to really do well with your partner. As far as maybe even uh, learning your partner so well that you you can understand what approach works well for them and how to help motivate instead of discourage them. And note, this is a lifelong process. It's it's part of every stage of life, and it and it does change. It may be this way for maybe half a year, a year, or maybe a little bit over a year, but you get to a point where the person changes, and so what they need changes with them. You can't expect this to work you know, a uh, two decades from now, you know, because it's, it's going to be different. Yeah. People change and grow and you, you see new sides of them come out and emerge. And that's not something to be feared. You know, we're not supposed to fear change. We should, we should really be um, excited about the change. We should be excited about learning to grow together and to find and embrace the new things. Cause we don't even know ourselves fully. Like there are things that we find out, like, be honest. Who were you? What were you like 15 years ago? Is it the same now? Are you the same now? No. You know, uh-uh. You know, we're, we're often, we can change so fast. Things change so fast that we feel like we're living a totally different life one year later. You know, sometimes a matter of months, sometimes a matter of weeks, how crazy life can be. So it's important to note that, that your partner is going to to have things that that are really, really resonating with them right now, and it really does a lot for them. And then times that you need to find out what's the new awesome thing that will help them. What's the new thing that will, the new way of approaching them, you know, the new kind of thing. you got to figure out things that are outside of the norm and what's already there. And the flip side is you got to try to figure out the things you've been expecting your partner to just know already and that that's that's just how I'm affected. And why don't they get that? You know, what's going on? You know, you got to figure out what those things are where you have rubs that you just not been paying attention. And maybe they've just been putting up with it. Or maybe it's the other way around and you've just been putting up with it. You got to kind of explore those things. Because you can't read each other's minds as much as we want to, as much as we think we can. No, no, ma'am. No, sir. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's another thing. Even... In the short amount of t- a short time from April to what is this August, um, don't let things mount up. I mean, there, yeah, there's certain things that 
it's, it's so nitpicky, you know, but at the same time, when something's really rubbing you the wrong way and it's becoming a pattern, find a way to patiently and gracefully bring it up. And you don't have to be all like, well, honey, you know, you don't have to be flowery about it, but don't, you know, be like, oh my goodness, you just annoy the heck out of me. Do this all the time. Just stop. (laughs) I'm so tired of this. Why don't you stop? (laughs) Use your smart brain. I mean, it's just like, come on. No. Um, (laughs) Just, you know, be real, be conversational, just tell them the truth and just... Be patient, you know, it's just, they can't read your mind. They probably have no idea how much they've been upsetting you and getting on your nerves. They're over here, you're over here being in a volcano and they're over there, and la la land, and you're just like, you're so happy right now and you're I love you, but oh my goodness. It's so important to build that trust and keep on building that trust. Keep on working on Understand that you are safe to communicate exactly. with each other. Exactly. Safety, security, stability. Establish that. Because you should be able to talk about anything with your significant other. There shouldn't be anything off limits. Anything that you feel like, oh, I can't tell them that. It's so embarrassing. Oh, well, what will they think of me after I tell them that? Well, no, 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 no. Your significant other is the one person in this whole world, you know, that you should be able to talk about anything and everything and be yourself. Don't be fake. Don't don't try to put up appearances because for one, you can only put up an appearance for so long. Before and then it you're all gonna, cracks. And then you're just everything's gonna fall. And then where are you gonna be now? I mean, what was the point? So much time wasted, so much twisted up and potential heartbreak. No. Now, given there's a process for that, you know, and sometimes it does take some time to be able to open up and share certain things, especially where there's traumatic memories or you've got some even like repressed memories, things that you've actually, you know, forgotten yourself and or hidden, you know, maybe, you know, it's there, but you have distanced yourself so far from it that you're not entirely honest about it. And it can take time to bring those things out and be like, okay, yeah, this has been something, you know, that's, that's impacted my life and that's happened. But the important thing is to keep on searching your heart for those things and continue to work toward greater honesty, greater vulnerability. And remember, no matter what's going on, and if you have these tips and you have these things going on, you've got to keep this principle in your mind. You are not each other's enemy. Even when you're disagreeing with each other. You're not each other's opponents. It's very important to remember this because, yes, you may have two different vantage points, two different perspectives. You may not have all the facts. You know, this is just how you feel at the time, whatever the case may be. But you handle disagreements with dignity and grace. You know, don't don't create a yelling match. Don't say things you're going to regret later because you just spoke in the heat of the moment because you're just completely just to the the brim, the tippity top of everything. No, like if if you need to have a, a talk about a disagreement, you you wait until the volatility is down and be able to actually talk it out, work it out. Have a heart to heart and hear not only hear each other, but like listen to each other and try to understand each other. Ask questions to understand and relate instead of trying to tear each other down, whether it be purposeful or not purposeful. Just bring it together in unity. Unity is so important. 
It really is. You should not be competing against each other. You should not be striving and trying to be the one whose point wins, you know, who wins exactly. the argument. Nobody wins an argument. No. That's and a reality. Today's society is all about competition. Who's better and who's wrong? I'm always right. You're always wrong. Whatever. It's not about right and wrong here. You can never, you should never switch into like attack mode or defense mode, even. Like you should never be in this mode where, you know, we were all we were close and cuddly and happy and but now you know now you're against me you know? doom eternal doom <laughs> yes you know like you, you don't want to take the Anakin Skywalker out here you want to <laughs> calm calm down cool down you know you're just in an emotional state so just relax and remember this is the love of your life you know this is somebody you really care about so don't don't hurt them don't don't go into that mode even if you feel like they that's that's what happens sometimes is the perception is well they didn't care enough to keep me from getting hurt well they didn't they they should have understood or or even like you know we we assume well they knew what they were doing they knew that mm-hmm. this was going to hurt me like this and they did it anyway and that's not usually a lot of times that's not even the case a lot of times i mean honestly Human beings, we tend to really miss the big picture of how we're affecting other people around us. We tend to really not be that, you know, in tune with how everybody else around us feels by what we say or do. We tend to be a lot more in tune with our own feelings and thoughts about what we're saying and we're doing. And we, th- we tend to think that other people just get the intentions and just, and on the same note, you know, that, so we're, we tend to be kind of self oriented and we don't realize that it's like, Hey, you know, that thing that you just thought, Oh, I'll just do this. It has ramifications of how mm. that affects other people around you. And everybody's love language is different. I mean, one person can be gifts, but the other one be touch. And for the one that, that, has the love language of touch. They want hugs. They want cuddles, you know, but for a gift giver, cuddles may not be important. And then if the the person that wants cuddles don't does not get the cuddles, they're going to feel uncared for. They're not going to feel um, like they're getting, they're being given anything because the gift giving doesn't really matter to them. And it, it could be very easy for that person if they're not communicating and they're not really reading, you know, they're not really trying to make sure the other person knows their needs because that's really our job in a relationship is communicate our needs as well as try to help take care of the other person's needs as they communicate them, not figure them all out, not try to not try to divine whatever it is on their heart or their mind all the time, but just, you know, to communicate is our primary, like, responsibility in a relationship and nobody responds well to feeling rejected or abandoned yeah that's that's a given so we we gotta be we gotta be conscious that it's not not everything is coming at us was done with intent to mm-hmm. harm and we're, we're not always getting it right either you know sometimes we're missing what they really needed and we don't even know it we don't even know how they're putting up with something and putting up with a lack of something so it's very important to ask questions like, hey, do you feel loved? You know, do you feel happy? You know, I, that, that might sound so cornball-y, especially to, to guys, but it's important. Get over it, dude. Just <laughs> get over it. You want to have a good relationship? You want to feel happy at home? You want to feel like your wife really cares about you? You want to see some of your needs met? Dude, you better get over it and you better just say, hey, you know, how are you feeling? <laughs> How are you doing? Do you feel loved? Do you feel safe? Am I am I doing 
what you need me to do? You know, can I do anything better for you? Like it's important to just really ask questions that, that free each other up to be honest and share things. And sometimes we're like, we don't even know, like we're irritated at somebody. We don't even know why we're irritated at them or we're not even aware that we're irritated at them. And by asking each other questions that are, you know, with the goal of understanding each other, with the goal of being able to help make each other more happy, that really has such a tremendous impact for the positive. And you also, even on that point, it just after the heart to heart, after a um, understanding has been met on both parts and they, they feel, you know, completed, it just, you feel lighter. It just, you don't feel heavy like you did before. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's like the atmosphere gets brighter. It's, it's, it's amazing the difference after everything's worked out well, for that situation anyway, and then you can move forward with progress instead of regression. Yeah, like sometimes just sorting out the smallest things that you think like, oh, that's not a big deal, but actually just reaching that point of communication, understanding each other, coming to some agreement, some place of unity in it, it's amazing how the smallest things, the smallest problems solved together in your relationship can just bring an enormous amount of payoff of just feeling the joy and feeling how, you know, happy you both are in the relationship and like seeing each other, each other with greater clarity, seeing yourself with greater clarity. Mm-hmm. Like there's just so much progress that can be made over just learning to communicate the smallest things that haven't been communicated. And really just being able to, to, to be in your role with confidence because you do, when you get married, you don't, the woman doesn't automa- automatically know, well, how do I be a wife? You know, <laughs> what exactly do I do? You know, I'm supposed to be supportive. I'm supposed to be uplifting and be there for him and, you know, play my part. Well, what's my part? Because, <laughs> you know, like boyfriend, girlfriend is different from husband and wife. It's, it really is. I mean, it, some people see marriage as just as a piece of paper. And that really just irks me every time I hear that. But it's not just a piece of paper. Even when we just went and got our marriage license, there was a change. There was something spiritual there just getting that piece of paper. It's not just a piece of paper, guys. No matter which way you look at it, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it's for one thing, it's a partnership. It really is. And what that means, if you know, even if you just take that like in business terms, if you're business partners with someone, well, that means you... You rise together, you fall together. You live together, you die together. You know, it's 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 like back to that uh back to the, you know, formation of our our nation, the formation of America. You know, united we stand, divided we fall. You know, we'll either hang together or we hang separately, you know, like that's that's the reality. You know, you are entering into a life agreement. This is a life partnership. And where you succeed, the other succeeds. Where you fail, the other fails. Like you, and you pick each other up through the hardest times of life, you know, if you're doing it right, or you make it way harder on yourself mm-hmm. and on your spouse. And there's, we'll probably discuss this interview more in depth later, but it, this goes with this point. There is a Alice and Cheryl Cooper interview that where they speak on relationships. And one of the things that I've held on to a lot since hearing it is that, you know, the saying goes, well, it's 50-50, you know, it's half and half. Well, 
what they say is it's not 50-50, it's 100-100. You know, you give your all or you're not giving, or you're not doing anything. I mean, it is, you're supposed to be fully committed. Or one stands and the other one can't, you pick that one up and vice versa. And you don't give up, you don't surrender, you just, you keep on keeping on and you keep on walking in love. Exactly. If your goal in a relationship is to make yourself happy, you might as well just get out of that relationship because it's never going to succeed. If your goal, on the other hand, is to make that other person happy, is to love that other person. And I'm not saying just be, you know, not even being your own person anymore and just becoming totally so selfless that it's just, it's all about them and you don't have an identity. No. What I'm saying is you've got to you've got to be a whole person in yourself. You got to already have something to you that you know that life is good, you know, life means something. And this has got to be a person that you just find delight in. You just find, you know, like, you know what? I am happiest when I am making you smile. I'm happiest when I see your dreams coming true. Like that's got to be your heart. And when that's your heart toward that other person, you you have just a love that just keeps you going and and you know of course you want to find somebody that they do that too they reflect that too you know you got to have boundaries there this this has got to be someone that they're doing the same thing they're on the same page but that's that's the ideal partnership that's what mm-hmm. that's what marriage that's the best partner what you're really looking for that's having for. your perfect partner that's that is that's that's what we define that there you go perfect partner that's it defined right there when you have somebody who is like that and you're like that with them and together you're going after that vision. You want to make each other's dreams come true. And you're better people together. You, you make yeah. each other better. Exactly. You challenge each other <laughs> and you, you, you cause each other to grow and you grow together. Right. And I, I do want to emphasize that it's not, you know, there there is definitely an element to it that it's like time and chance happens to everyone, happens to everything. But a big part of it too is that there is preparation. There is getting ready for that other person. And there is a divine strand through your life that is leading you to that. And you need to be doing the best you can to sort through the wrong choices and sort through the the people that aren't supposed to be there in your life. They're not supposed to be your partner. Don't become bitter because of them. And don't forgive. Yeah, forgive. It may not be easy. And trust me, uh, if I uh, if or when I, I delve into some of my past things, um, I have every reason to hold grudges and every reason not to forgive certain guys in my past. But forgive forgive them for yourself and forgive them to where God can just handle them and that they're gods to handle and you're, they're not. Hold, holding you back from the connection with God and the connection with everything else that you could possibly have. I mean, it, it a grudge affects everything. It does. You know, it, it, it is a poison that leaks into all the rest of your life. Bitterness is a poison. You know, you don't want to have bitterness. Like the reality is you need forgiveness for yourself. They don't need your forgiveness. Like they, unless they come to some kind of point of, of, conscience where it's like, oh my goodness, I have really totally wronged this person. But that is so rare that you'll ever find that. Yes. The reality is most people, they don't need your forgiveness. In fact, a lot of the things that you need to forgive, they didn't even ever realize that it ever hurt you. (laughs) They didn't even ever realize that they even did anything wrong to you, whether because they're just in denial, you know, lying to themselves or because they're just not even that aware of the effect they had. 
So it's 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 really it's, you're not hurting them by not forgiving them, and you need to forgive them so that you can move on with your life. You know, it's just releasing and letting go of something that that you don't need to dictate the course of your whole existence. It doesn't. This doesn't need to be your villain origin story. Like just just <laughs> let it let it go. Just let it go. So that's that's uh. You know, some of the different things that we've been learning, we've been picking up since we came here. Um, a huge thing that we've been doing. We do daily planning habits where we will basically plan out the day, um, set goals for the day, and just have something to look forward to when we get up the next day. It's not instead of, oh, we're just going to start a day and blah, 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 blah. I just go through our routine. We'll ha- have a treat in there for you somewhere. That's going to make you really happy and that you're going to wake up excited to do whether that's your job, because that's another thing is that Alice and Cheryl actually mentioned that (laughs) interview is that you should be able you should be able to wake up and be excited to go to your job and not be a dread. It should be something that you're made for, not something that you're just going to make money. Yeah, which is something we really firmly believe in. Again, that's the vision part, partnership vision. Like there is a purpose. There is something that you're really made for. And you, you got to find that, you know, you, you got to work toward that. It doesn't mean you can just quit your job necessarily go running off and try to do something crazy, you know, but you got to really put effort into figuring out what that is and who you are, help each other come into that and take it to prayer and take, yeah. have God at the center of it all. Exactly. And that's been a huge part of the planning process for us has been learning to, actually incorporate like these same kinds of things, the two-way journaling that we talked about, listening prayer, you know, just actually taking things as like, you know, we're, we're doing prophetic planning, you know, we're, we're planning to where it's like, okay, God, you know, here's what we're thinking. It's like, we're having a brainstorm session and we treat mm-hmm. God like he's in a chair right across from us. Like, like he's right there with think? us. What do you say? Yeah. And it makes a big difference because we find that from when we were just like, all right, well, we're, we're going to do this and this and this and this. All right, here we go. Blah. It didn't really turn out, you know, most of the time it hasn't really worked that great. And it's just, we get off track and it doesn't feel right. It even feels kind of insecure when we do that, that way. It's like false bravado. If we are like, all right, we're going to do this. (laughs) But when we do it like that, we will have ideas come to us that we had not even, you know, it didn't even start to occur to our own minds. And we just, all of a sudden, Hey, what if we did this? Oh my goodness. Like, (laughs) like we would just, we'll just see different combinations and different, different like processes a whole new world a whole new world knew that was coming (laughs) if you didn't if you didn't do it i was gonna do it to be honest yeah it it had to happen (laughs) (laughs) so now we got pocahontas and aladdin i wonder who's next a lot of disney going on here (laughs) so anyway um yeah planning has been a huge thing that we've been learning to do with god and do as brainstorming with god and just the vision is so important. You need to have a vision for your week. What are you doing this week? You know, if you're, if, especially if you're doing your own business or if you're going into a ministry or, you know, if you do work a job, you know, and that's, that's great. If you love your job, that is awesome. You know, I props to you. There's not a lot of people that get to work a job they love. You know, you are in an awesome place, but still, even with that, you might want to consider having a side hustle. You might want to consider, you know, 
something you can do to give back to help other people. You know, you exactly. might you might want to consider something that's important to be an outlet for you creatively, artistically. You know, just ways to grow in your life. You need to have a vision for those things. You know, don't just do the the eight to five, 40 hour work week, and then just TGIF, you know, thank God it's Friday, get wasted on the weekend or whatever. That's, that's it. You just, you're never going to find fulfillment in you're that. You're not living. You're not really living. And, you know, no job is a hundred percent secure and, uh, and impossible to be lost, impossible to be, you know, demolished. So you want to make sure that you have other skills and other things that you can focus on, other things you can do. So, so have a vision, you know, work, work on a vision, take time to have a vision for this week. And, you know, cause even with a great job, honestly, you can still get to where you're just kind of depressed because you're not looking forward to anything. You know, you don't have something before you and you can just kind of get blase about things. So you, you need that hope. You need a defined hope of what you're looking forward to tomorrow or what you're looking forward to next week or next month. You got to have things, goals that you can set forward and things that you can work on and make progress toward. And even goals to the goal, because, I mean, you have this ultimate big goal over here, but you're starting from this smaller point. So you're going to climb this mountain. Well, how am I going to get up the mountain? Am I going to take this route? Am I going to have to hop over a creek or walk over a valley? I mean, what, how am I going to get there? So set some mini goals and then have, even if you're reward oriented, that's great. Um, set some, you know, little rewards after the, the little goals that you set to get to that big goal. So that way you don't get discouraged. You don't get overwhelmed. Don't let the big picture surmount your whole mindset because you're just, you're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to want to quit, you know, but you want this, but you're like, oh, I can't. But take can't out of your vocabulary because you can. And just take those little goals as your victories, those little battles, and then your ultimate goal is the war. You won the war. So just start small. Don't worry about small beginnings. And then build yourself up to something bigger and greater. Yeah. And this this is massively important wherever you are in life. Because if you're, if you're single and you're hoping to find your perfect partner, you're hoping to find somebody that will really be great for you, you, you know, if you cultivate vision, if you understand who you are and what you're really moving toward, you're going to find that you you realize who really resonates with you, who really resonates with that vision. Because you don't want to end up getting married to someone that just cannot even stand the thing you want to do with your life or yeah. they don't like anything about what what's actually important to you and what's actually big priorities for you. So you if you can get really defined and you can get really focused you're going to find out more about yourself. You're going to know yourself better. You're going to become, you know, more self-sufficient and you're going to become more the kind of person that can really sustain the relationship with the right person. You know, it's, it's so very important to do that. And then if you have your partner, this is another thing that will hold you together because accountability partners. Yes. You can, first of all, really hold each other accountable and help each other get through things and help motivate and encourage each other and work side by side. Like I can't, I cannot possibly go over enough how amazing it is to work with the love of your life and to be able to work together and just be in unity. And, you know, you cover where I'm not as strong and I cover where you're not as strong. We started and finish each other's things. Start and finish and alternate and and in some ways, like, I am terrible at this, but you are amazing at this. And just being able to cover each other's blind spots. like it is, And it's just the relationship aspect of it. It's just so much fun. So it's, it's, it's just lovely for that. 
And keep things fun, keep things exciting. So, I mean, it, you get settled into a routine, so what? You know, if you do X, Y, Z that you have to do, I'll put, you know, ABC in there somewhere to spice things up, you know, just like have fun together. It's, it, life should be fun. Yes, not everything's like rainbows and flowers and butterflies, but who's to, who's to say they can't be in there a great and in a great deal amount? Yeah, I mean, let let me ask you this. Let me put it to you this way: Whose goal in life is to be as miserable as possible? Yeah, we live up to that expectation. <laughs> Find that person that that will say that and believes that. <laughs> like the reality is, we all do want to be happy. There's a reason why the pursuit of happiness was in the Declaration of Independence. You know, like it's it is it is important. We are trying to pursue the best kind of life, and we are trying to pursue a life where we have more of the good things and less of the bad things. Where we have more of what brings balance and brings harmony and, and you know just brings goodness into our life and less of the things that brings chaos and pain and toxicity and that's that's just that's good there's nothing wrong with that that's right that we do that that we are that way it would be stupid it would be it would be very self-sabotaging it'd be evil to pursue the opposite of that mm-hmm. so we are as human beings made by god to be delight driven it's yes. a part of who we are and when you are delight driven, when you choose to focus on that in your marriage or in your pursuit of finding the right partner or in just in the things in your own life of like what we talked about, all the stuff of vision and pursuing what you're really here for, everything works better when it's delight driven. Like it doesn't matter what it is. I don't care what it is. Learning is so much better when it's delight driven. Work is so much better when it's delight driven. All relationships are so much better when they're delight driven. Like instead of doing things out of obligation, out of shame, out of needing to prove a point to somebody, you know, so many other motives that we can use that are kind of more dark and kind of more negative. Being delight driven, like doing something for the love of it is like the surest path to mastery. Positive feedback loops are real and they should be used. We're so used to negative feedback loops in our society. And that's why we're so unhappy and miserable because we're so just punishment driven. We should be delight driven. Punishment does not bring delight. (laughs) Yeah. Rather than just saying, you know what, this is just how life is. So I'm just going to have to get used to it. We should be looking for solutions. Yeah. Solutions. Well, how do I not have to do it like this all the time? Or how do I change the perspective so that it's not miserable, but it actually becomes a good thing. How do I turn a negative into a positive? Ask questions to those around you and ask yourself questions and ask God questions. I mean, just just be question-oriented and, and with more questions comes more answers. Yeah, don't be overconfident that you already have all the answers and you already know this is just how it is or whatever. And an uh, open-ended you know, or closed-ended you know, statement of like, this is just how it is, you know, Keep yourself questioning, well, do I really know that? Or is that really the truth? Or is this the only way? Keep on reevaluating. That's a very important thing I learned to do in life that's really led to so much positive as been being able to reevaluate, being able to take stock, you know, stand back, take stock and say, where am I right now? How am I doing right now? Is this really, you know, what 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 is what are what's the essence of my life? And is this really how I want to be living it all the way? Like, am I getting the results I want? And just because you may run into a a closed door, that doesn't mean that there's not an open window somewhere. So don't, just because you hit a roadblock, don't don't let that stop you from going down that road. Go down the shoulder if you gotta. Just find your way and be determined and don't give up. Exactly. And sometimes I think it's so important to, 
to get past, you know, having to have an explanation for everything. Sometimes you got to be, you know, instead of being so explanation and theory oriented, you got to be more results, more, more, uh, phenomena oriented where it's like, you know what, maybe I don't understand this fully, but it gets the result I want. And be creative. Think outside of the box. Just because something doesn't seem practical in a situation doesn't mean that's not the right decision in that that situation. Yeah. Stay open. Stay flexible. Keep on learning. Keep on growing. Do and when you do it together, when you do it with your partner, that just that's just even more exciting. Like learn from each other. Don't don't ha- don't have to be, you know, oh that, I already knew that or. You know, uh, no, I want to do it this way because this is how I've always done it. Don't be closed minded and don't don't have to like don't be insecure where you have to always prove that you've got the answers and you know how something is, even if it's like your wheelhouse, even if it's something that's like you think that you're the expert in that area. You're the person who really knows your stuff in that area. Be willing to learn from somebody who doesn't know anything about it. You think, you know, from Mm -hmm. your mind, but maybe their insights from a totally seemingly unrelated field will actually open your eyes to a whole different way of seeing things. Oh, I didn't think about it that way. Well, okay, there you go. (laughs) Like, here's a very important thing, especially, I think, for people that, you know, have been with a partner for a longer period of time, and maybe there's a little bit of cynicism there, uh, or been with other people and other partners, you know, and you get this certain level of just, you know, where you have to rely on yourself and you think things a certain way. Sometimes I think it's helpful to just step back and be like, you know what? My my partner is really smart. <laughs> very, very smart. Maybe I need to stop and take a second and hear what they need to say. And, he, you know, other people might be like, ah, what are you talking about? You know, he's obviously not that smart or she's obviously not that smart. You know, not that they would say that out loud, probably, but... You would hope not. <laughs> they, 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 might, they might think that. But the reality is we all have our own spark of genius. We all yeah. have our own particular areas even really lazy people who have not put enough time into probably becoming very good at much of anything still have a unique perspective and insight. And there's a brilliance there that's waiting to get unlocked. So come at your partner with the, with the perspective. You're really intelligent. You're really smart. You have something really good to offer me in this situation. Of and course, you're trying to help. Yes, absolutely. Now, of course, that's given that this is not a terrible person. You know, yeah. that you're not with an abusive person or somebody that just tears you down all the time or whatever. With them, you can't make that assumption, obviously. You know, with them, there's there's whole other circumstances here involved. <laughs> but in the situation I'm talking about with someone that you are in love with, that's in love with you, that it's been a good relationship, you know, not perfect. I'm not saying that it's the perfect relationship, but it's been good. And you know that they're truly a good person. Take that from that, from that perspective, then they're smart and they have valid things to offer and their suggestions and their ideas. You shouldn't just blow off as like, yeah, they don't know anything about this area. Take, take and consider it. And you'll, you'll be surprised at what kind of new insights you're going to gain outside of just the stuff that you've already thought through and what's in your own head. And also you're going to build a bridge of relationship there where they're going to feel honored and they're going to feel appreciated. And it's, it's going to, it's, it has huge payoffs to be humble. So I think for uh, now, we're going to pretty much uh, close out here this episode. Um, we got into some deeper stuff. We got into some funner stuff. Funner, that's not even a word. <laughs> it is now. We got into some more, more entertaining elements. Indeed. Quite so, quite so. 
It's been a lot of fun. We're loving this. This is our first episode. So woohoo! Commemorative yeah. pilot episode. Ground broken. <laughs> Boom. First time we've ever gotten to really record something like this together. So we're, I'm, I've loved it personally. I have too. It's gone a lot smoother than I would have expected because I, I've never done this before. Yeah. Oh, see, it's it's actually very natural. Very natural, especially for us, I think, as a couple. So that'll be great. So definitely there's another life hack. You know, if you want to try to get to know each other better and have fun, start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's some work, but it's awesome. Why not? So anyway, to all of our listeners, this first episode... We love y'all, appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Thank you for joining us where the heart is heard. Partnership Vision Ministries. Stay driven by love. So you can wreck all the fear. You can check us out on Instagram at Partnership Vision Ministries. Or on Facebook on Partnership Vision Ministries page. And even Twitter at PVisionM. Y'all come back now, you hear? 